0: Wake up, NHL fans. It is Monday. We had a great night last night watching the Super Bowl, but we got a lot of hockey to get into alongside Kobe Cohen. I'm Johnny Lazarus. This is Morning Cup of Hockey brought to you by. Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey, artfully blended and impeccably crafted, make it your very own. We're going to talk about a lot of different things today, starting things off with the Ridley, Greg, Morgan Riley incident and talk about how many games that Morgan Riley should be suspended. Then we'll talk about the Nikita Zadorov hit over the past weekend, the Jake Wallman overtime gritty, which is becoming one of my. Personal favorite, Sellies, and then we'll get into the Calgary Flames and their four game winning streak. A lot to get into, a lot to talk about, and a lot of opinions to be had, I'm sure, Colby. But first things first, how was your Super Bowl? You win any money or you just get in bed early and, and pass out and missed the overtime?
1: I, I did watch the game, but I could tell you that I did not bet $1 on the Super Bowl. I'm not, not a single dollar. I'm not really, um, I'm not like a huge gambler. Like if, unless you get me egged on or Tyler or M. Chuck okay. get, gets me a little egged on doing DFO or, or something like that. Um, I'm just, I'm not a huge gambler. So, um, didn't lose any money, which I'm sure you did would be my guess no. because no, no, no. you didn't lose money. No, I'm sorry. that dude. means you, you didn't bet.
0: I, you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like I, I thought that was like chiefs rule number money line, one. chiefs money line rule. Number one, I, uh,
1: Put what a, was
0: this a They were like plus one and a half,
1: but oh, it looked bad it was, in the first half. And it was close too, man. The handicappers—they always
0: know. It's crazy. Yeah. I actually, do- I doubled down at half to double, doubled down, doubled down at halftime when the Chiefs were down 10, three, I was like, "There's no way they, they don't win."
1: No, oh, I agree. Yeah.
0: As so, soon uh, as they
1: kicked as soon as they kick that field goal, and got on the board right before half. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like, no teams ever come back from being shut out at halftime. And they kicked that field goal. And you just kind of knew that was going to happen. Patrick Mahomes late in those games. There's just, there's nobody better than him. Um, but honestly, man, I was so disappointed again in the, in the commercials, the commercials mm-hmm. have gone off of a cliff. It's so disappointing. Like the Super Bowl commercials used to be totally offside. They would be, full of comedy they would say shit you shouldn't say what everyone's thinking but nobody will say anymore and super bowl commercials have just gotten political they've gotten woke it's just like ridiculous like they're just forcing things down your throat that you don't want to hear see or talk about during a sporting event okay and nobody everybody's so scared of being funny now because they're worried that they're going to offend somebody's sensitive little ears that the commercials literally suck. Like the bar <laughs> has gotten so low. There was one commercial that I was like, okay, haha, Like with Ben Affleck and Tom Brady, like the Duncan commercial where like Matt Damon was kind of yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And like JLo, like, okay, fine. Like I, I like smiled a little bit at that, but again, the bar is so low. Like everyone was tweeting the Christopher Walken commercial is, is in the lead. And like, It wasn't that funny. It's just the bar is so fucking low now because everybody is so goddamn sensitive.
0: I don't know if you caught the uh, Nickelodeon version of the game and Jeremiah Maxwell actually did just write about it, but there was a lot of good stuff on social media from the Nickelodeon broadcast, which is also something pretty cool for like the younger audience.
1: Yeah, I think that's great.
0: Yeah. But uh, you know the commercials to me, I, I didn't really pay too close attention to the commercials, so I couldn't like honestly tell you if I hated them or liked them. I was with but a that tells group of you like ten right people
1: that they suck because if they were so well, no, good, we, we didn't even give it
0: actually, a chance. I was with a group of like ten guys. We were shooting the shit in between commercials. Like we weren't. Yeah, know, but they're we, all over social media. Today. It's
1: not like they're not all over social media now. Yes. I'm telling but, like, you right now, if the commercials were good, you would know about them. And even like, you know, let's say five years ago,
0: you know, if I was in a group full of 10 people watching the Super Bowl, we probably would have been quiet to like pay attention to the commercials exactly. where like this but year, you know, can't, we were not we have you.
1: anything. Listen, comedy has gone to shit with a lot of people. Luckily, there are still some comedians out there willing to have a pair of balls and say things. But mm-hmm. honestly, it, it's really sad that commercials have gone to this place. People pay $7 million for a 30 second commercial, 233,000 a second. Is what I saw Darren Rovell tweet for a Super Bowl spot. And these companies, man, the people making these decisions are just so scared of woke culture that it's completely ruined um, the commercials. But what did you think of Usher at halftime? Did you? Well, I was gonna that? ask I was going to ask you that because you probably have
0: more nostalgic memories than I do, even though Usher was like, you know, my bar mitzvah era, middle school era. Um,
1: I, I was high school, yeah. I yeah,
0: was, you, were, I was you, you were high
1: school. High school. Uh, for me,
0: like, I, I didn't love it, just, dude. I, just I didn't say, say it, it, Johnny. It's yeah, okay to but say But I don't want to shit on usher. Cause I do like usher. I, I listen,
1: like, love usher. I yeah. was super pumped when I, when I saw it was usher. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was not good. It didn't translate. No. R and B doesn't really translate. Um, look, the one thing I will say about usher that was on display was like the guy can dance. Like yeah. he's elite. When it comes to the dancing skills, I mean him like Michael Jackson and maybe like Justin Timberlake are like the three best male dancers and I and and obviously Michael Jackson's like in yeah. a league of his own, but man ushers his his dancing ability sick like I give him that but the song choices, you know, the the it, it was it was not a great.
0: What else is he gonna pick? that's, that's his I music. mean
1: he 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 <laughs> didn't do DJ Got Us Fallen in Love, which was like such a big banger. I did guess he, he did do fu- he might- he, he, No, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't do, do that, that song. Um, I don't know, man. It just it just wasn't good. It was disappointing. Um, it was kind of weird a lot of what was going on like around him. Um, you know, it was kind of funny to see Lil John, like nobody sees that guy perform anymore yeah. unless you're at like a club in Miami. No, he's um, been to a
0: lot of Vegas Golden Knights games too though. He was at like a lot of Stanley Cup final games last year. But when he was <laughs> yeah, just, so he, just standing on this when he was standing on the side of the stage and Usher had his whole choreographed uh dance going on and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah." so So, funny.
1: I'll tell you this though about Lil John cuz he follows me on Twitter and you can look that up to verify that. That's like a claim Whoa. to fame for me. I Whoa. met Lil I met Lil John right after the 2011 Cup Finals. I got to do this um, pageant competition. I got to be a judge in Miami at the fountain blue. Um, and so I got to meet a bunch of people for that. And he was like involved in it. And like, we went, um, we went to live that night and he was mm-hmm. performing or he was like, you know, performing slash like DJing at live. Cause yeah. he like DJs clubs now. He does it in Vegas too, Lil John. And <clears throat> I don't know, I guess, um, um, there was a guy from the Mavericks that was there, and they had just won the championship as well in the NBA. And like, obviously, yeah. I was like not really much a part of ours, but whatever. No one had to knew that. No one had to know that. So I got like called up to the DJ booth. They were like, "Where's our champions in the house tonight?" So I like went up there with like, "You were the representative." <laughs> well, I was the only only hockey yeah. player there. Like yeah. that's somebody had, cause I had a table, right? So somebody had told the club like, Oh, this guy's like celebrating whatever. And I went up there with like, I think it was, um, I, I still have his phone number. I just got to figure out who it was. The the Mavs. Player. Yeah. I don't remember. I can't, I can't remember who it was. He was a Jason super Terry? cool guy. He Jason was no, Terry? no, he was a big guy. Um, I want, Eric it's Dan, not Eric Dampier. No, I'd I have to go back and look. Like I said, I have his number. I yeah. just can't remember who it was. Watch it be like you, Dirk Nowitzki. No, no, no. It's yeah. it's it's a legit. He's a legit player. Like the guy's legit. I mean, the fact that I'm drawing a blank on it is poor form by me. But yeah, um, it's poor form. But so little John starts telling me how much he loves hockey. Had season tickets when the Atlanta Thrashers were a thing. Because um, he lived in Atlanta at the time, I think he actually still lived in Atlanta when I met him all those years ago. And he followed me on Twitter, and he still follows me on Twitter, which I I always like have to show people that because they're like, no way, um, dude, get him on the so, show. Yeah. Lil, Lil John confirmed confirmed big hockey fan. So get him on the show. Um, overall, though, just the game disappointing until the end. The the yeah. Super Bowl like awesome ending, super cool. Um, good for Patrick Mahomes, that guy, had three championships. Now he's been to four. Um, he's definitely not at Tom Brady's level, but he's, he seems like he's on his way. Um, and as a Philly fan and Eagles fan, I was happy for Andy Reed. I hated that moment with Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. I thought that was shit. Um, but Man, it just shows you like the guys in the Super Bowl are amped up to another level. I don't know if you saw Jonathan Greenlaw, the player from the 49ers, yeah. tear his Achilles trying to get onto the field because he was so jacked up. Like you could yeah. see him jumping up and down and like his, his like bones and his body was probably so wound up that it just like snapped as he's going onto the field, which, which sucks. Um, but it just shows you the emotion and the passion that these guys play with. And, Like I said, I see Travis Kelsey getting absolutely raked on social media for that little like run-in with Andy Reid on the sidelines. Um, You sure wouldn't see that in hockey.
0: No, definitely not. But I also think it goes to show you, like, you know, how much these guys do just like feel comfortable with one another. That Travis Kelsey, he knows there's cameras on him at all times, and still felt the need to go up and do that and whatever he said. He
1: was pissed they took him out and they gave you know they they fumbled and And they turned it over. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't but him. I still don't think you should, it, I think it's okay to like have a screaming match with your coach, but I don't yeah, think you should him. like push him. Like yeah, I didn't, no, I, I didn't love that he pushed him. I don't mind the confrontation. I think a lot of coaches actually love that type of confrontation. Like Torts even had a comment the other day about um, Sean Couturier, how he's like, I barked in his ear and then he goes out and gets the winner. And his celebration was a big fuck you to me. Like, you know, like some coaches love that Bruce Cassidy used to love when players went back at him. He loved it. He really did. It would get a lot of emotion and energy going. So um, let me ask you another question before we move on from the super Mm -hmm. bowl shit. Where are you with the whole Taylor Swift NFL like thing? Because I, I bet you, you're going to start talking about this
0: Thursday at the end of the show.
1: Yeah you're going to be surprised at how I feel about the whole thing, but I want no, to hear I, about you.
0: You mentioned it at the end of Thursday's show. I love it. I, t- I love Taylor Swift. I'm a Taylor but Swift. You love fan. everything.
1: You're like a golden retriever. Kind
0: of fair, but
1: I do. I, I,
0: I didn't mind it at all. And did I mind that she was with Blake Lively, Lively the whole game? No, Blake Lively. I saw like, you I, tweeting about Blake yeah, Lively. She was like Blake
1: Lively is she was my crush growing of, up. Like she's in a league of her own. Yeah.
0: I watched, uh, what was it? Gossip girl. I watched gossip girl in high school with like my whole, hockey team. Like we all watched gossip world when we were in high school. That's what we talked about in the locker room. And like, we all loved Blake Lively. So I was a fan of it. And listen, like, uh, it's, it's, it's something to talk about. It's been something to talk about all year. Like it made this season a little bit more exciting. I don't care what anyone says. Like we had something to look forward to every game, whether you hated it or liked it, it was a topic of conversation and it was fun. So I I loved it. I love Taylor Swift. I'm guessing by the reaction that you previously had, you think I'm going to think that you hate it
1: when you really love it. I, I, I'm just kind of like confused, like why people are, would be upset about it. It's like, I'm not, I don't really, I I can't tell you any of Taylor Swift's new songs Mm -hmm. because like when I'm in the car, generally listening to like podcasts I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, a lot of Bill Maher. I don't, and when I listen to music, I listen to Road Trip Radio on Sirius XM, which is mostly old songs. They're like old sing alongs from anywhere from literally 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Like, so like you get Taylor Swift songs, but you don't get the new stuff. So I don't know what her new music exactly is. So I'm not like a Swifty, I'm not trying to go to her concert by any means, but I have no problem with her. She's an unbelievable musician. Um she's super successful. She's clearly a creative genius. And I just don't see why people are so annoyed that the the most famous person in the world. I mean literally like there's probably two or three people in the world on her level of of like you could go to the smallest village in the middle of nowhere in any on any continent in the world and they know who only probably two or three people are. Like for better or for worse, they know who she is. They probably know who Donald Trump is whether, you know, you love the guy or you hate the guy, like those might be the two most well-known people in the Bieber. world. Bieber too. You got to throw but Bieber I in think there. Bieber's on that level with Taylor oh, Swift.
0: Get out of here. Yes, he is. Okay, he thousand is. Percent. Okay, fine. Thousand percent. I, I'm, not,
1: I'm not ready to argue, but I'm just saying yeah. there's only a few people in the entire world like that. Yeah, And I just don't see why people are so upset that she's at the game. Like, what are they going to do? Not show that she's at the game. They show at every Rangers game, they show Henrik Lundqvist, like, because people want to know that he's there. Like the world wants to know where Taylor Swift is, you know? So, I just don't see why people are like I'm not going to watch because of that. Like I think yeah. that's ridiculous. That
0: one guy's tweet, yeah, that that, that blew up. Like there's the first Super Bowl, I'm sitting out, and everyone was
1: like, "All right, dude." Like, then don't watch yeah, it. There's 500 it. million yeah. people around the world watching it. Don't watch it. Like whatever. Like, but even just bring well.
0: it back to hockey. Like I remember growing up, like you know, Mike Fisher, Carrie Underwood, and Mike Comrie on the Islanders was dating Hillary Duff. I used to go to Islander games all the time, and all I wanted to do. Was meet Hillary Duff like that's all I wanted to do. I thought she like. Oh, well, you're she a she perver- was the shit growing up. Oh, you were probably <laughs> no, trying geez. to look,
1: look under stalls in the bathroom. She was
0: the shit growing up, but like you know, I, I think it's Lizzie cool McGuire. to have Lizzie McGuire, Yeah, I think it's cool to have you know these kind of pop stars at, at games. Like you know, if uh, if there was a pop Listen, star, look at how hobby, much
1: everybody loves she's doing Lecrae to hockey right now. Yeah. yeah, that's all anybody talked about at All Star yeah. was Tate Gray yeah. and and Biebs like. people need to just, just fucking relax. Like those are positive
0: comments. Who cares?
1: Like, I I just like, who cares what Taylor's like, she's, she's a mega star. She's the most successful person. One of the most successful people all time in the world. Like just, it's good for sports. I I wish she was dating a hockey player. Revenues would go up. Okay. Like more national games. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's, (laughs) <laughs> honestly though they need to figure out the halftime show like it's been a while since there's been a really good one i feel like the last one i like rihanna um,
0: rihanna was last year and she fucking crushed it
1: i didn't like rihanna i thought oh. shania twain oh. and jennifer lopez were so much better than rihanna, rihanna
0: crushed it dude and yeah, she, I didn't pregnant. like that
1: one oh my yeah, God. i didn't like it, it. i didn't fast. think it was any good so i thought shakira and Lo were were better than her um I won't take any. Oh, it was Shakira. Honest. I Here. said Shania. It was Shakira. Yeah. Um, so, so hopefully they'll, they'll figure the super bowl thing out. Cause I mean, like, I remember when like Justin Tim- Justin Timberlake did one a couple of years ago. That, yeah, was,
0: that was a nip slip.
1: <laughs> no, no, he's done one since he's done one since really the nip slip. Yeah, he has. My wife and I were talking about this last night. So yeah. we'll see. Um, hopefully it, uh, hopefully it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go downhill like the commercials and they'll kind of figure that out. So anyways. All right. Yeah, to get to get
0: into hockey now that we're fifteen. Anything minutes else happened this week? And we haven't we haven't talked about hockey. Uh Morgan Riley, Ridley Gregg, that was a top honestly, that was the topic of conversation leading into the Super Bowl. I didn't even see any Super Bowl conversations on social media until like kickoff. So here's what happened Ridley Gregg at the end of the game, a breakaway with an empty net, fires a slap shot into the empty net, and Morgan Riley, who should have done something, Takes exception to it, maybe a little bit too far, and cross checks Greg in the face. I thought this situation, everything involved, I loved everything about it aside from Morgan Riley cross checking Greg in the face. I thought. So you don't love
1: everything about it?
0: No, no. no. Riley had to do something. I I love everything about it and say what you didn't like about it. Can I please explain? Riley should have kicked his ass. He should have kicked his ass. The cross check to the face is a fucking cheap shot. I don't care what anyone says. It is whether he meant to do it or did not mean to do it. He should have put him in a headlock. He should have wrapped him up. But the cross
1: check is kind of like... Oh, so a, that a, a would have been performative then. If you put a guy in a headlock or you wrap him up, it's performative. Well, he can't. We do sucker punch him. I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know that putting yeah. a guy in a headlock is performative. That doesn't do anything.
0: Well, I mean, he could have fought him
1: okay, after the headlock. You didn't say that. You said put him in a hair, headlock or wrap him up. All right. Well, either way.
0: Here's here's the thing. If Riley doesn't do anything, the conversation is the Leafs again, they're soft. They don't have anyone standing up for themselves. You know, th- that's the conversation, right? If he doesn't do anything, what he did was it a step above of what he should have done most likely. But either way, I think it was great that Ridley Greg did that. You don't see that happen ever in the NHL guy, just like, you know, to me it was kind of, and I know you're not a basketball guy, but there might be basketball people listening. Like Zion Williamson two years ago, I think, or a year ago, did a 360 dunk when they were up nine points with 10 seconds left caused the same reaction, um, for both teams in the NBA, but obviously in the NBA, you can't really fight. Um, so this felt like that sort of scenario in, in my mind and the least took exception to it, which they should have. But like, are you going to sit here and say what Ridley Greg did was so egregious? like, Not I didn't think it was that big of a deal at all. The response is what made it a big deal, right? Like, do you agree with that? Listen,
1: I loved I'm I'm gonna tell you I loved everything about it. I'm not gonna say I loved it and then start picking apart what I didn't like about it. You love the cross check to the face? I love the whole thing. I love the entire thing. I loved what listen, Ridley Greg, you want to be an asshole, you wanna be a punk, do it. You're fine to do it. And that's what you did. You acted like a fucking punk. And you know what happened? Morgan Riley came looking for you. Morgan Riley took it upon himself. Morgan Riley reacted in the second. Johnny, you and I both know this. Okay, we both played hockey at, at, at high levels. All right? Things happen very fast. Mm-hmm. Things can be very reactive on the ice. All right? You're not pre-planning these situations. Ridley Greg does what he does. Morgan Riley has maybe one to two seconds, okay, to decide is he doing something? Is he not doing something? What's he doing? I'm just gonna confront him and see what happens. okay? Yeah. So like this whole like notion that he should have like done this or done that or done this or it's ridiculous. These things happen so fast. There's we're I mean, talking about seconds of your life to make a decision. And he made a decision and he led with his stick and he caught him up high, and he dropped the guy, okay? And honestly, the whole thing was great. This is two teams that share a province in Canada, okay? This used to have a little bit of juice to it, this rivalry. These teams should fucking hate each other. It's okay to fucking hate another team. We don't see that anymore. I'm all for that. We don't see rivalries anymore. We don't see, you know... These plays anymore, we don't see these these types of reactions. We don't see this type of emotion and violence. The game of hockey is violent. People are going to get hurt at times. Do we want to make it flag hockey? There's no more physicality in the game of hockey. No, we want to see physicality and violence. And we want to see guys running after each other. And we want to see these things. Now, look, you never want to see a player get hurt. You never want to see someone get hurt. But as of late, there's been a number of hits. There's been a number of these instances. And again, I don't mind any of it. We need to keep the spirit of the game. All we want to focus on now is skill and these high scoring games. And listen, why can't we have both? Why can't we score goals and, be, and, and have Michigan plays and have skill? I love it all. Like, I'm not this old fuddy-duddy that doesn't like that. I love it. I don't mind Zegris doing shit and hot-dogging and trying things. And I like that too. But I'm okay with a little bit of hatred, a little bit of violence, and a little bit of guys taking shots at each other like we saw in that game. I loved what what Morgan Riley did. He sent a message to his team. He sent a message uh, to other teams listen, he's getting suspended and he's yeah. probably getting the book thrown at him. And then the Leafs are fucked. A team that's barely <laughs> in the playoffs right now that's about to lose out on their number one defenseman who's probably been their most consistent player all season. I that That's all true too. You know, and people are like, oh, you know, because I had a tweet that was one of my probably most viewed tweets of all time. Um, I, it's, you, loved it's every, got like, you
0: loved every second of it. You loved every second.
1: Of 000, yeah. you know, views on social media. And I got all these, you know, this dorky people coming at me and like Mark Madden tweeting at me, this loser media guy in Pittsburgh. Um, and, and it's just so funny. Say? These know it alls who never played the game, and they turn around and they're like, Oh, you played three games in the NHL. What the fuck do you know? Well, you know what? I've been around the game more in my my in in 3 years of my life than most of these people that are coming at me have in their entire lives okay and again anybody who was who's not an Ottawa Senators fan or who who's not a snowflake loved it every fan from every fan base okay? senators fans probably loved it too no they didn't senators fans were coming at me i had one senators fan who literally started coming at me making anti-jewish hamas Remarks at me on social media because I liked the play that Riley, you know, I, I liked the entire play. So that seems appropriate. The, yeah, the, the snowflake <laughs> senator fans, they didn't like it. And everybody else who's a true hockey fan liked it. Everybody else, because people miss this side of hockey. That's what I okay? said. you People miss it. Okay. It's part of the spirit of the game. And we, you know, we're, we're all, all we want is, 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 you know, skill and we don't want physicality and grit anymore. And I wasn't even a physical player. I didn't play with grit. I didn't play with physicality, but you know what? A big hit in a game, a little melee, a little scrum in the American league. It got the juices going, you know, for everybody. And the fans would be up on their feet loving it. So it's just, you know, the whole thing I thought was great. We're talking mm-hmm. about it. We're still talking about it. The suspension's going to happen today. We're going to continue to talk about it tomorrow, after he, tomorrow. Oh no, tomorrow. Tomorrow is his hearing. Yes. What do you think he's getting? What's your What's I, your I, guess?
0: I think he's getting at, at least the six games that David Perron got. Similar play, similar reaction. I, I think it's got to be a minimum of six if they want to make an example of him. They could go even like nine. I I think this is one of those things where not a re, you know. not
1: but not a guy with a history though. No, Here's the David Perron um, cross check but, after the reaction to Larkin going down. Um, I mean that that was. To me, that was more vicious than what Riley did, like I thought Perron's was more vicious than what Riley jumped. did he like left his feet that's what he, I mean he, like he, yeah he was going for the he, head he was jumping and and like going at the head with Riley's yeah. it was a little more kind of spur of the moment it looked like he it might have started and then kind of rode its way up um why wasn't Ridley Gregg protecting his
0: face that's what I was like, gonna say that's what I was just gonna say like whether whether we thought what Ridley Greg did was so ridiculous or not which i still like don't think it was that. me either.
1: neither i don't either
0: by the like, way I don't. I don't either but when you do something like that i guess you have to just
1: know something's coming right you have to Listen, know it's it's you you got to protect yourself players don't protect themselves anymore like it's not just after whistles it's during shifts like, yeah. i mean I anytime I watch the Rangers play and I watch Lingren get absolutely clobbered which happens all the time (laughs) I'm like why doesn't this guy protect himself we talked about Luke Hughes a couple of weeks ago or a month ago whatever it was like players need to fucking protect themselves a little bit this is a physical sport it's violent it's fucking awesome it's why it's the the greatest playoffs of any Mm -hmm. sport because of the, the physicality and the violence to it you know and and Listen, guys, break break the code. They they do things you're not supposed to. They, they cross-check you in the face. You're not really supposed to do that. You're not supposed to go for a guy's face like that. But again, I... It's well, what do you think? Suck. How many games? So I personally, I, I think he should get five. I think that would be the right number for it. But do, what do I think he's going to get? I think he's going to get six or more. I, I think really he's gonna do. Get six. I think it's going to be six. The Peron, the Peron yeah. standard has been set with six, not that they really seem to like have a, have a standard that they go by. Like that's the thing. Like we never have any fucking idea what's coming. Um, but I agree that they may try to make an example of him because it was after a game because it was after a whistle. And those are the things that they don't generally show. Now let's compare it to the play that Austin Matthews got suspended for a couple of years ago in, in an outdoor game. Um, where he ends up getting into this little sparring match with Rasmus Dalene, and then cross-checks him right to the side of the head. Um, I mean, this was a two-game suspension, Johnny. But like again, this was pretty vicious.
0: I think this is the worst one of the three because Austin Matthews like takes a second to think about it, notices where Dalene is, and goes for his head. Like right. I don't care if if you think that Dalene is ducking, which he might be, has a little still, bit. But Matthews still took that second looked, had the, had the feeling in his eye that he was going to do something kind of fucked here. And he cross-checked Alina right in the head. Like, yeah. And and he had power behind it. Like to me, this this one is the worst of the three. Look at that. That is a That is insane. Vicious. I
1: agree. I agree. And that was only a two game suspension. Now let's just note this. That was when two players were kind of jawing with each other. They were trading cross-checks Okay. Matthews, again, not a repeat offender. Doesn't have a history. All right. And that was during play. I think that's a big difference on the Matthews one, even though it's bad. I agree. It's during play,
0: but that was also like a net front. It's a net that they're both going at each other. The other so, guys were defenseless and then and the Perron and, and Riley. And
1: I really believe that I think five would be the right amount of games for Morgan Riley. I think he's actually going to get more than that. You never know how these hearings are going to go. Players get to, you know, plead their case in the, in these in-person hearings. Um, but uh, again, I, I just, I think it's funny, the difference, um, in opinion on social media between players and writers and, and like, everyone's like, Oh, like you only fighters think that listen, Matt Carl, okay. Who played a shitload of NHL games was a skill player, was a power play guy. He was one of the first people that replied to me on Twitter. And he said, I concur. Okay. So for everybody out there, like, Oh, you've only got enforcers who like it. Okay. That's not true. I talked to goaltenders. I talk to skill players. Okay. Guys do not mind seeing this type of confrontation. Listen, I bet you they're talking about it on the Pat McAfee show today. I bet you they're talking about it on sports center. At some point today, it's all over TSN. You heard Kevin BXA. Who I really value his opinion. I think he, I I really think he comes at these things from from a good point. You saw mm-hmm. Luke Gazdick, another guy who who does TSN or Sportsnet Dude, in Canada, friend of
0: the show. Shane Pinto has asked about it in the post game, and he was laughing at that. He off. laughed.
1: Like, he was, and then he, he was got his ass off. the writer the the, yeah. the question from but the writer dangerous. they they started shaming Pinto because he was laughing. You <laughs> saw Giroux. Giroux was like. You know, I, this just is it's I part of haunt. hockey. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like when the players feel a certain way, the writers should take a cue. They really should. They should understand that there are parts that you've never laced them up and played. And they're just things you're just, you, you're you're not going to see it the same way. The people who are doing it for a living are going to see it. And, and that was the point of my tweet. And it was so funny because all these senators fans, the snowflakes that they are, they hey, we like, like the
0: Senators fans. We like the Senators fans here.
1: They were like, don't, not all of them. Don't make that them. one guy the whole the not, whole thing. Not is. all of them. Not yeah. all of them. Well, listen, it's yeah. pretty classless when you start tweeting at me about Hamas when we're talking about hockey. Yeah. But, but that's anyways, one of them. Not like, all of them. Uh, understood but I'll stand. I'll stand with the Senator's fans. Many of those fans also were like, Oh, like they're just so mad because I, I I'm, they're like, Oh, you're offended by the way. He scored an empty net goal. No, I'm not offended at all. I love the whole fucking thing. It was great. It was great. (laughs) It was honestly great. Now, hopefully it spills into the next game when they play each other, if they see each other again this year. Well, those were a
0: lot of comments I saw too. Like people were saying, "Well, really, Greg's never going to do that again." Oh, I sure hope he does.
1: If they go to Me Toronto, there. oh my god! So if, I hope he does. If he too. Did that in
0: Toronto in the next game, next time they're there, that'd be fucking unreal. Listen, I unreal. hope there's a there's
1: a five on five brawl in the next time. You should that make they that win. his thing every time he's out there and gets an empty net, clap bomb every time. Or another guy's going to do it because yeah. that's the thing. Like we we live in a copycat league. We live in a copycat world. And again, it's, it's just given us something to get fired up and talk about for 30 minutes. It's, it's yeah. again, Every day. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this whole thing. Um, we'll see what the suspension is like tomorrow. The, the hearing's not till two, so we won't have an opportunity to really talk about it until Wednesday, but I will say this, the Leafs are fucked. Oh, are they fucked? Um, they're going to be without this guy now for the next five or six games. They're going the wrong way. You can see Sheldon Keefe's shown more fire and emotion on the bench over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's, he's, you could just tell he's angry. He's not happy. Um, they're, they've been inconsistent. The Leafs, um, you know, they, they, they continue to, they they need to make some moves, man. They need to change this roster up a little bit. They, they really do. Um you know, and, and my last point on the leafs will be, yeah. and, and this is something I know you and I agree on. I still believe of all the things we've seen over the last week or two, including the Nikita Zadorov suspension that came down this weekend, the Marshmint hit on Jake McCabe, oh, yeah. that blind side hit was dirtier than any of these plays that we've seen completely dirtier than any of these plays that we've seen. And that got a five thousand dollars suspension. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. who the fuck knows what's coming down the pike? I, we have no idea.
0: I fully agree, and and you know that's a blindsided late hit, which is to me just the cheapest thing you can do. Um,
1: but, well, let's let's show the yeah. the door off play. Like yeah. I know I know we're going a little long on some of these things, so maybe mm-hmm. we'll we'll save. The Calgary Flames talk and until tomorrow, but th- this happened over the weekend. Nikita Zadorov, um, the hit on uh, Lucas, Lucas Raymond, Raymond. Mm-hmm. he gets a two-game suspension for this. You know, I mean, this is a great angle at it right here, Johnny. Um, it almost looked like they hit face to face or head to head. Looked like the principal point of contact there.
0: I thought this was really similar to the Brendan Dillon and Noel Chari hit. It looked like Zadorov was already C cutting into the hit as Raymond was getting rid of it. Like, so in that sense, and we talked about this last week, it's a timing hit, right? Where, because Raymond gets rid of that puck, like the split second before Zadorov makes contact, it looks so much worse than it is, but you can tell that Zadorov is lining up for that hit as Raymond already has the puck. Like, so it's so hard to get your body to transition out of that once you've already committed to making the hit. So and that's why
1: no elbow, yeah, no elbow didn't leave his feet. Yeah. Um, look, the game of hockey is so fast. Are we just going to eliminate hitting? I mean, cause that that's kind of what we're calling for here. And again, I know we don't want to see head contact, but like there's going to be some head contact. You look at the NFL right now and you can't hit the quarterback anymore. And honestly, it, it, it kind of sucks. Every, every game you see these penalties being called because you just can't hit the quarterback. How are you supposed to play in the NFL if you can't hit the quarterback? So, you know, again, unfortunate to see Raymond take that high hit. Um, but like Zadorov is six foot six and Raymond is like five foot. What? 11, you know, like there, there is a size discrepancy there. I, I don't know. Like, it wasn't that bad of a hit. What did Dylan get? How many games did he get? Four, um, three?
0: I don't know. I can look that up on the spot here. Uh, I forget. I think, I've, I think it I was three. He, three sounds right.
1: He got three. Um, I, I didn't have an issue with that hit at yeah, all. Yeah, Three games. Three that, games. That, that that I thought the result sucked, but I didn't. The hit to me, like again, there is there to me. There's a there is a such thing as in inadvertent head contact. There, there
0: really well, is. Brian Gallagher only got five games, and his I, I thought was awful. Pretty fucking bad. Yeah, that like, one that was been, awful. That should have been
1: because, 10. Because of the way he actually used his elbow to go Oh, out He didn't even try way. to hide it. He didn't, he didn't even try to hide I mean. it. To me, there's a difference between that and these hits where there's inadvertent head contact. And look, the game of hockey's fast. And I just will say this again: watching it on slow motion, watching replays, it's it's part of the equation, but it's not the entire. It's not yeah. the entire story. Okay, I actually, it's wanna, just not.
0: I want to ask you something that you know we didn't really talk about this morning. It was talked about last week. The Serkachev injury, but it was a Lafreniere reverse hit.
1: Thought it was a what great you, play by Lafreniere. What your, yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on the reverse hits? Because I know there are some people who are against it, some people who are for it. I think it's a good play, but there are other people who want to see it come out of the game.
1: So I saw that. I don't remember who I saw. Um, I don't remember who I saw one of the, the, the Canadian reporter insiders was, was talking about how GMs are going to talk about this at the upcoming yeah. GM meetings. Like I don't get that because I think reverse hit is a part of hockey. It's a great way to keep puck protection. Um, I thought it was a great reverse hit by Alexi Lafreniere. I really did. It's a horrible outcome for Sergachev. I mean, you never want to see a player injured, especially like that. Um, but taking reverse hitting out of the game i mean that that's ridiculous like why why are we even having that conversation like people what people are we trying up. to do are we just gonna put flags in everybody's pants and to get puck turnovers you you're to use that ride? joke you're to use that one uh, it's not a joke johnny do you see what's yeah. happening in the fucking game they're talking about making reverse hits illegal like what well how, how's that a joke i'm not making a joke no, no. I meant the, the, the flag, the flag. Hockey I get thing. it. I, I I know what you meant, but like, yeah. w- what are we doing in the game here? If we're, if we're not going to let players reverse check.
0: Yeah. I mean the first player I actually ever saw do it was Kel McCarr in college. First time, like well, then you haven't
1: even... been watching that hard because Peter Forsberg was doing this years ago. I don't years remember. Years yeah. Ago. I don't he remember was the doing the master it. of the reverse hit. It's one of the reasons he was so good at protecting the puck in every area of the ice because he was built like a brick shit house, and mm-hmm. he would always initiate contact. Like what's wrong with you initiating contact on a player that's coming to run you over. Yeah. That's fucking
0: ridiculous. I agree. I agree. What do we, and, is there know.
1: anybody in the chat right now? I'm curious to hear how people are weighing in on this because, um, um, you know, I, 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 I guess I, you know, I only have my own personal experience as a player and, a, and, you know, somebody who's been in and around hockey, but, I don't, I cannot find something wrong with a reverse hit.
0: I don't see, oh, Hockey Collective, Forsberg was the king of reverse hits, been around for forever. I don't know why people hate it all of a sudden. There you go. That's the only, reason, I agree. That's the only comment really about the reverse we can't, hit. So we far. can't
1: change a rule because of an injury. Like, yeah. again, like go back it to happened. the Super Bowl. A guy tore his Achilles trying to get on yeah. the field last night. Yeah. This is contact sports, everybody. It's contact sports. It's, it's a major part of the soul of sports. If you'd want to watch a non-contact sport, watch baseball or basketball or tennis. Mm -hmm. And also physicality in those sports.
0: So just wrapping everything up together before we go into this Jake Wallman celebration too, because this is kind of the theme of what we're talking about today. It's guys showing emotion, guys showing personality. Elliot Freeman was like, you know, we complain all the time about hockey players not showing any personality this weekend. If anything, there was more of that shown than maybe the entire season with this Ridley Greg thing, with the Jake Wallman overtime thing. Like, this is what we ask for, and we can't complain about it when we see it, whether we like it or we don't. It's it's a conversation. It's passion. It's something to talk about. It's what you want as a fan. You want something to talk about. It's what I said on Twitter uh, after this whole thing happened, is if every guy in the NHL was on their best behavior all the time, what the fuck would we have to talk
1: about? Nothing. Yeah. I... Uh, so... Uh, I- I got no, I got, I got no problem with it, Johnny. I really don't. Yeah. I, I, I think that the 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 Walman celebration is is what he wanted to do. It. He, it, it, yeah, he's like, done it before
0: too. It. He's done it multiple times. Like I thought it was unbelievable the the gritty that he does, especially. And in it the was game. a walk
1: off, wasn't it? Yeah, a walk off. I mean, listen, do it, celebrate, and and if the other team doesn't like it <laughs> and they want to come sniffing next game, let them. Yeah. It's good for hockey. Being a villain is okay. Everybody doesn't have to be so likable, you know. I mean, I, I I I I think back to the eleven playoff run in Boston, and I think about the finger biting in in the in the finals. I don't know if you remember that, but, yeah, but bit. Yeah. No, I think he bit Luchik's finger, and you know, Marshawn bit someone too. It was a big hit. No, it was, it was Vancouver. And then Aaron Rome, I think was the guy's name. He, he he knocked out uh, Nathan Horton, He knocked out Horton and listen, it was a terrible loss for the, for our team, but we, we rallied around it and guys got fired up. And then the next guy, you know, that gave Tyler Sagan an opportunity to do more in the play. Like these things are okay. Okay. The, they are okay. You, you don't want people to have long sustaining, you know, issues or injuries or whatever, but, you, you, you physicality and violence in the game of hockey is okay. It, it, it's part of the sport. And you know, the the thing that I didn't even bring up, even going back to the Ottawa thing, the amount of Ottawa fans that t- tweeted me, like, Oh, you clearly, you, hate you clearly, you have CTE like, Again, here we go. We're joking about guys having CTE because they have a different opinion than you guys who actually have lived. This have a different opinion than the snowflake fan who has never played at a high level in their life, but they know everything about hockey. So, you know, we don't want guys to have CTE. All right. But I know that's the new thing. Every time we see a player get cross-checked, here comes the fans of that fan base. Oh, Let's promote CTE. Nobody's promoting CTE. All right. We don't have to be so sensitive and so DEFCON 5 about everything. The game of hockey can be fun. It can be physical. There can be villains. Um, Jake Wallman can do the gritty. It's It's good. It's cool. Guys can call other guys out in the media. Guys can take shots at guys in the playoffs. You know, guys used to bite each other in scrums. You know, in the NFL, you've got people that, that in, in piles are eye gouging each other and giving each other wedgies and kneeing and kicking each other in the balls. Like it's a violent game. It, it's guys are paid millions and millions of dollars to go out and do this and they love it and they yeah. love it. Not every guy has to do it. All right. Let Austin Matthews score goals. Let other guys do that. And then let other guys play with jam and, and run and, and hit and be physical. And you know, we can have both in sports. We can have skill. We can have highlight real plays. We can have, you know, Zegras' creativity. It's amazing for hockey. Kids love it. But we can also have physicality. We can also have, you know, some hate and some violence. Some it's it's yeah. okay. It's okay. I, I
0: think hate was the biggest thing. And I also want to just read a text I got from Steve Gross, who's actually a loyal listener to our show and a referee. He said the reverse hit is what Colby has been talking about, in players protecting themselves from dangerous hits. I mean, that's that's a way to protect yourself. Like Steve is saying, you know, we talk about guys putting themselves in vulnerable positions all the time. If they had a way to strategize and reverse hit or absorb the contact, these things wouldn't be as big of an issue as they might be in today's game. Because you know, how often are guys? taught at a younger age in youth hockey to protect themselves. Like I remember yeah. they, they, they and they changed the age of hitting too, right? It went from peewee to Bantam. Cause I remember mm-hmm. when you're, you know, when you're 13, 12 years old, like you're not hitting to rub a guy off and get the puck back. You're hitting cause you want to look cool in front of your buddies. and You want to lay a kid out. Like that's just what you do when you're younger. And obviously we want to steer away from that. But like on the flip side, you have to teach players to protect themselves and not only keep their head up, learn how to absorb contact and i know yeah absorbing contact is a big
1: thing people always ask me does it hurt not usually is if you if you are ready and you absorb it and you get to that spot along the wall like it doesn't hurt that bad it really doesn't um it, it just doesn't so there's a huge piece of this johnny is is learning how to protect yourself and and guys don't really do it anymore so um you know, it's it's uh it's something we're going to continue to talk about because it's going to keep coming up, and you know we're we're probably going to be, um, you know, the, with the less popular opinion, I guess, more on the side of of the way the players look at all these situations. Well, and,
0: and, no, no, because I I still think the cross check to the face by Morgan Riley wasn't necessary. I, I think you have to do something. You have to kick Ridley Ridley Greg's ass, but you don't have to cross check a guy in the face. Like I I will stand with that side. You know, like.
1: That's, that's what sparked
0: this whole debate.
1: Listen, I'm not promoting cross-checking a guy yeah. in the face. I'm just saying I didn't have a problem with it. I'm not telling you to go do it. But yeah. if that's the way you react, Johnny, just try to remind yourself and remember when you get into those situations, remember the split seconds. Think of all the times you went to give a guy a little shot in the arm and maybe you missed. Oh, I was the back of the leg. I was the back you, of the you, leg. Yeah. But, but okay, fine. But there have been times where I'm battling a guy net front and I mm-hmm. try to just give them a shot here on their arm and you miss or your stick rides and you get them in the neck. And like, honestly, wow. there have been times in games where that happened to me in the American League where like I did that. And then, you know, if nothing came of it, I literally would tap the guy on the way up the ice. And or or after the game, hey, I my bad. I didn't mean to get you in the neck there. I was trying to get yeah. you in the ar-. like it happens. Things happen Dude. fast in the NHL. Like we're talking less than a second sometime to make certain decisions. The
0: worst spot to get it. In my opinion, I don't know if you ever dealt with it cause you were a defenseman, but when I'm screening a goalie, you know, on the offensive side and defenseman cross check me like right in the ribs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where you know, the shoulder pads end, mm-hmm. dude, that spot every fucking time. Oh my God. I would like go back yeah. to the bench and be like,
1: I mean, or he, you could really get a guy good on the spot between. The it's so it's such a
0: harder spot. Pad. to hit. Though This was like the shoulder pads kind of ends like, like, a little bit below your nipple and the ribs kind of, you know, that spot.
1: uh, Yeah. You can get a guy. I mean, but when you're in the American league, especially when I played in the American league, which is where I spent, you know, majority of my pro career. Um, if you do that to a guy, you kind of have to be ready to fight. And there were nights where like, I just knew we were at the end of a long road trip. It might've been a three and three where I knew I wasn't fighting. I had no interest in dropping my gloves. So I would stay away from doing that type of shit. And -hmm. then there were times where I didn't really care. And I did it to Chris Newberry, who was a Ranger. I'm sure I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I know. Name. Yeah, I know um, name. Played in the American League. He was the captain of the Hartford Whalers or Wolf Pack, whatever Hartford Wolf Pack. Um, and which is their Amer- the Rangers American League team. And I gave him one, and he turned around and dropped the gloves, and and I had to fight him when I was a 21 year old rookie, and he he was was pretty tough. And you know, he got we had a pretty good fight, pretty good bout. Um, but you just you always had to be prepared. Like I knew. If I was going to do that in front of the net as a defenseman, I knew that there was a chance that I would have to drop my gloves. And so I picked and choose. If I didn't feel like it or felt like I didn't have it in me to drop the gloves that night, then I stayed a little bit cleaner on those types of situations. But mm-hmm. in that league, especially known as the jungle, um, I, I would be, you, you'd know that if you did something like that, be ready, be ready, especially a guy, my size, No, nobody's giving me a break. You no. know, I, I ended up fighting, Ah, uh, this kid, this kid Gallant, who led the league in penalty minutes, um, in the American League one year, and because again, like I'm six foot four, no, nobody's giving me a free pass on anything, even though I'm not tough. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not, you sure. know, they don't know that they don't I'm know tough. they don't know that. Yeah, they don't. Right, they don't know exactly. That. So um. uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's just it's it's part of the game of hockey, and I hope it stays. Yeah, a lot of
0: drama over the weekend, and it was definitely fun to talk to you about it. We got. Four NHL games tonight. The Calgary Flames are here in New York taking on the Rangers as they're currently on a four-game winning streak. The Seattle Kraken are in Jersey taking on the Devils. The Coyotes are in Philly taking on the Flyers. And to top it off, the Minnesota Wilds are in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights. So not too much hockey tonight, but you know a, a decent four you, games. You,
1: and, you left a big one out, Johnny. Beanpot final tonight. Beanpot final um, as well. So bean pot final, if you're in new England, it's on Nesson everywhere else in the, in the U S it's on ESPN plus. And then if you're on in Canada, it's going to be, I think it's on TSN or TSN streaming opportunities, but it's everywhere. So um, that'll be a great game. Macklin Celebrini has been unbelievable. I saw BU play this weekend. I actually did, did one of their games. This kid, man, Celebrini could play in the NHL right now. He could yeah. literally play in the NHL right now, which is incredible. Um, you know, how, how good this kid is 17. at still 17 yeah. years old. I will be, you will have to keep an eye on the NHL tonight because I will be dialed on the Beanpot game. Yep. Um, huge opportunity for BU and, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow for sure. We'll, uh, we'll have to, uh, get, get into that game a little bit tomorrow. Um, Ovi goals in five straight just past Gretzky for the most empty netters. Um, you got to figure he's got to have the most empty netters, the most power play goals. He's got to have mm-hmm. the most in a lot of categories. So I don't want to hear people who who say, oh, he's got so many empty net goals. That that means his team Not has a won a lot. That yeah. means his team has won a lot because if the other teams are pulling goalies and he's out on the ice, that that tells you a little bit more than just the fact that there's empty netters. So um, I'll be interested to see what happens with these suspensions though, man. We'll We'll yeah. revisit
0: this later in the week. Yeah. No slap shot. on think for Ovi though, but maybe he'll, maybe he'll do yeah. it.
1: Maybe he'll do it just to see the what will happen. Yeah. But um, thank He's you. He's another everyone. guy, by the way, big reverse hit guy Ovi. Big, yeah, I mean, true. he throws bone crushing hits, but he also, when he protects the puck, he dares you because he'll, he'll initiate that contact.
0: He's a unit. Um, but thank you to everyone in the chat today. Sorry. We didn't get to your questions. If you had any, we were kind of just, fired up going back and forth about everything that happened over the weekend, but we'll try to get some more chat stuff tomorrow with Frank, Saravelli, who joins us every Tuesday. Uh, thank you to our producer, Vic. We got a great show coming again tomorrow morning. We got a lot of things to talk about this week and we're leading into the stadium series this weekend at MetLife stadium between the devils, Flyers, Rangers, and Islanders. So a lot of things to build up toward this week. Don't go anywhere. Join us tomorrow morning at 9am Colby. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Go be All you. Right. Thank you, guys. Thanks to our producer, Vic. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.